Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to take a look back. We're going to take you back to 1991. And we're going to break down the debut smash album from the R&B group Jodeci. They dropped a gem called Forever My Lady. And we're going to do an album review. And I've got a special co-host, my homegirl, Autumn the Aries. She's in the building. So sit tight and we'll get the podcast jumping. Let's get it. Welcome back. As I mentioned in the intro, we have a special guest on this episode of the 12 Kyle podcast. And we're talking about the debut album from Jodeci, Forever My Lady. Uh, The album dropped in 1991, actually May 28th to be exact, 1991. And uh, as you can see, I have a co-host. My co-host is... Uh, one of my, and I'm not just saying this just because she's on here. This is one of my favorite podcasters. Uh, she's been in the game. She ain't been in the game that long, man, but she is really, really dope. Uh, entrepreneur, uh, podcaster herself, uh, all around cool as the other side of the pillow. My home girl, Autumn the Aries. Autumn, what's good? What's good? I am so excited to be here. Like... <laughs> This is one of my favorite podcasts. I feel like a stan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it. As I mentioned in the intro, uh, you haven't been podcasting that long, but you 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 sound so, so much like a veteran. And, and I, and like I said, I'm not just blowing smoke. You're one of my favorite podcasters. Uh, before we even get started, did, did you ever do like radio or anything like because you have a what they call a radio voice? It is so crazy that you asked me that because last, well, let's see, it's probably been a week now. About a week ago, I was reminded that at one point in time, I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. Okay. Like, and it was like through a story or something that I, I was telling to somebody because I'm always telling stories. But I was reminded that I really wanted to be a sports broadcaster and I was looking into going to like broadcasting school and everything and when I was in college I um I worked for the radio station so mm. I did I, I was able to go to it was like for two seasons long so I was able to go to like all of the basketball games like I had a media uh pass okay. and I got to go and I would go back to the radio station and just basically, it was like a rocket report, report um, report what happened at the game. So, yes, like I, it literally just dawned on me almost a year after I missed the podcasting <laughs> that this is, this is why I like it so much because this is what I wanted to do <laughs> at one point in time. So. There you go. See, see, I see. I And I meant to ask you that and I never, it never dawned on me. And I was like, I said, she, she just has what they call a radio voice. So I. It's funny to hear that, and and that's uh. So what that means is she's dope because she's been cheating all this time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? I I am like utterly flattered by that because I you know I'll get on my podcast and I just be like 
what are you even talking about? Like, why are you going rumbling on and on like this? Like, I don't feel, I don't feel it's like that well, that, you know, 100% put together type of a broadcast, but I do it anyway because I can because it's mine right. and I pay for this equipment. So, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so, but yeah, that's, that's, Thank you. I, I, I really appreciate you saying that. Thank you. No problem. No problem at all. Uh, as you guys who tuned in know, we're, we're here to talk about uh, a really, really dope album. I think one of the best albums from the 90s. In fact, it made my top 10 uh, as far as one of the best albums from, ni- from, from the 90s as far as R&B albums. Uh, Jodeci's debut album, Forever My Lady, uh, as I mentioned, uh, it dropped May 28th, 1991. Uh, so before we get started, uh, let's let's take it let's take it back a little bit. Let's go back to 1991. Now, now I'm not going to ask your age, Autumn, because can I, can I ask one question though, sure, real quick? Go ahead. Where was this on your top ten? Because I forgot. This one was, I think, I think I had it at like four because I didn't. Uh, okay. I, we, when we did the podcast, and, and for those of you who follow the podcast, uh, me and my boy Eclectic, we did a podcast uh, on the uh, best uh, R&B albums from the 90s. Uh, Eclectic put his as far as, like, he labeled his as far as 10 through 1. I didn't do that, but I think I had Jodeci at 4, uh, for okay. my lady at 4, so I think that's where it comes in at. So, um yeah, so it's. It, I think it's. I think it's a phenomenal album. But I'm glad you asked that because I and maybe I need to go back and, and rearrange it and kind of figure out because I didn't. I just wrote them down. I didn't put them in any particular order. I know I had Brown Sugar at uh, number one for me. Um, oh. but uh, but yeah. So if we go back to 1991, like I said, I'm not going to ask your age. Uh, <laughs> I'm 40. I'll be 41 this year. Okay. So. okay. I, years younger than me <laughs> so i was actually in high school when this album came i was actually a senior in high school um so i remember you know a lot about the t- what was going on around the time so mm-hmm. what was where were you musically like what were you when this came out uh before you got a chance to hear it what were you uh what were you kind of do you remember kind of like what you were listening to around that time Oh man. Um you know what? I I don't remember exactly. Uh, maybe like I don't know, maybe like around like boys to men yep, type boys, yep, stuff. Yeah, boys to men, boys and, men yeah. came out that year. Uh, yeah, um, I, um, Diamonds and Pearls was, came out. Uh Yeah, cuz I feel like there were uh, H-Town I feel like there were like three or four like black male bands or you know groups out at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if New Edition had came out with one of their later ones. I think well they uh-huh. did the Poison album came out which was uh, BBD that came out in 1990. So New Edition oh. hadn't gotten back together, but I think that in '91 the R&B albums I remember uh, Diamonds and Pearls from Prince. Yeah. Um, uh, Coolie High Harmony from Boys to Men. That was huge mm-hmm. in my high school. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. Mariah dropped uh, Emotions. Okay. Um, let's see what else came out. Oh, Luther Vandross, Power of Love. Um, okay. 
I can't remember if that was Big Luther or Lil Luther. <laughs> it might it might have been in between Luther right, right, right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, he was he was killing it. Um oh another joint that I loved that year that came out was um Michael Jackson's Dangerous. Yeah. Uh, very, very one of my favorites from Michael Jackson. Um Teddy Riley crushed. I'm on there. What's that? Was remember the time on yep. there on that? Sure was. Let's see. Sure was. Sure was. Uh, what oh, else came out? Um, uh, New Jack oh. City soundtrack. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, the Boys in the Hood soundtrack. Um, yeah, it was that. It was it was a it was a pretty good. It wasn't like a phenomenal year, but it was a pretty good year. Uh, Shawnee's came out well, with Inner Child. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mint condition. Meant to be mint. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Um, so much good music. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, and another joint I used to play all the time. Uh, Phyllis Hyman's album. Um, what was that joint called? Uh, Prime of My Life. Because I think that was released. Yeah, that was 91 too. So, yeah, it was. It was The music scene was, was pretty, pretty dope back then. Um, so then again, like I said, the album comes out uh, May 28th, 1991. So let's go back. Uh, do you remember, you know, where you were, you know, the, I guess the first time you heard a song or the first time you saw a video or first, what were your, I guess what I'm asking is what were your first memories of Jodeci? So it's funny because, it, you know, I'm, I, I'm looking at this and it's saying it, that it was released May 28th, but I feel like I didn't really hear it. Or, or something until like right before school started. Okay. Be- that that next, you know, in the fall. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but I mean, of course, let's think about it. There was no internet, you know, you, <laughs> right. were, you know what I'm saying? Like you had to go buy the tape and, um, you know, if you didn't have it, somebody else may have had it, but when were you going to see them? You know, that type of deal. So, but, but my memory, my, my fondest memory, I remember it was like six, seven o'clock at night. And I want to say, I almost want to say jukebox, but it, it may not have been the jukebox station. It might've been um, like MTV or, um, or VH1, something like that around that time. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing the video. I okay. remember seeing the video for forever. BT? My lady. Was it BT? It could have. Yeah. More than likely. It yeah. could have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I remember seeing the video and I was like, oh my God, like, oh my God, have you guys seen this? Like, I'm going down the street to my friend's house. I'm going around the corner. Like, oh my God, do you guys see it? I don't know. I have to figure out their names, but the light-skinned one. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And he don't be singing, but whatever. So I, I remember that. And then I remember the the very next day going to school. So I remember I was in, uh, I think, seventh grade. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, walking to the bus stop. I remember getting on the bus and going to the back of the bus because, you know, that's what we do still. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the guys in the back of the bus singing forever my lady like i like almost all the way to school like this was everybody and like from that point on 
I, I was just in love with them. Like, I, I remember it was like one of the best feelings ever. Couldn't wait to get tape. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh my God, I got, I have to get this tape. I don't, I don't know if I got it. I can't remember if I got it like right away, but I do remember having it. And it's crazy. Mm. Wow. So you were on the bus and you saw the video and then guys on the bus singing. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. That is really impressive. Yeah. yeah we, I, yep. I try, I'm trying to think. I know, um, I remember I bought the tape. But it wasn't a situation where I bought the tape like the first day that it came out because I don't think anybody, like you said, there was no Internet. So for those of you who are a little bit younger than us, (laughs) who aren't as seasoned as us, uh, you know, we had this thing called a tape and you put it in a tape deck. Right. And you play it. So and here's the funny thing. There was a rewind button and there was a fast forward button. But for the most part, you just had to kind of sit there and listen to the tape. So yep. I remember um, one of my boys told me that uh, he was like, yo, you need to check out that Jodeci. And I was like, OK, well, who is Jodeci? Because I didn't know, you know, because mm-hmm. like I said, the album came out in May. I want to say I got the album. I got the tape probably that summer. So I got it maybe a maybe a month or two before you did. Um, mm. But uh, I remember I just got it really on the strength of my boy because he said it was, he said it was dope. And, you know, we were big, big music fans. So, you know, word of mouth I, back then, word of mouth meant everything. So if somebody said that something was dope, you were definitely going to check it out, particularly if you, you know, respected their opinion. So when my boy told me, uh, he had it and it was dope. He was like, you need to get it. I was like, okay, cool. And first, well, first let me back up. I asked him for a dub. <laughs> I asked him for a dub of his tape. Every and, time. And he was like, nah, man, you got to go buy it yourself. And I was like, man, come on, man. Cause uh-huh. you know, I mean, it's, you know, tapes were like $7. That was a lot of money back in the day when you had the mm-hmm. money. So, um, so nonetheless, I remember it because I was just about to graduate from high school. Uh, like I said, it came out in May. I graduated June of 1991. So that summer, I remember um, getting it because we had a um, we had a pool party at my house, and I remember playing it at the pool. It wasn't after; it was like not long after graduation. So sometime in that summer, I do remember playing it at the pool party. So, um, but yeah, it was it was crazy. I just remember that time, and it was music was like you said, it was it was different because this music just had a certain feel and then mm-hmm. i think one of the things that was impressive about jodeci was that they had a certain look now i do remember them and you you may you may or may not remember this but they I, the first time that i saw them i didn't know who they were they were singing background on uh, uh father I mc's see. yeah there you go treat them like they want to be treated but i didn't yes. know who they were and so that was the first time that I saw him. But the first time that I actually copped the tape was probably sometime in June of 1991. And how dope was Father MC? Like that whole little clique was mm-hmm. just, oh, my God. Like that whole, all of them. They, man. I know, right? <laughs> so, yeah, music was, like I said, it was, it was so much different back then. Um, so, I'm thinking like, okay, so you got the tape, uh, like you said, when school started. Um, mm-hmm. 
what are your first, do you have any memories of like, you know, listening to it the first couple of times and maybe what you thought or maybe what, you know, kind of stood out any, anything that, you know, kind of brings back those memories when you listen to it? Yeah. I mean, so, so again, keep in mind, I was in seventh grade. (laughs) Um, so, you know, so should you have really been listening to this music autumn? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. But nevertheless, um, it, you know, listening to it, and it, it, you know, you, you have uh, you have crushes. You know what I'm saying? At, at that age, you have crushes, or you you know, maybe you have a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You know, maybe you you know. So you're feeling. You know, th- those were the those were the years when you were really feeling like you don't know what you were feeling. And it was probably one hundred percent all wrong. Puppy but love, is that you, what they call it? Puppy love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you were basically feeling something. So listening to you know, this this particular album at twelve and, and also well, yeah, twelve, thirteen. Right. Also, um my sister, I have an older sister, my sister is nine years older than me. Okay. So it was kinda it was kind of easy to to gravitate toward it, I guess you could say, because I was already listening to the stuff that my sister was listening to. Mm. You see what I'm saying? I was already like in that groove. Um, but I, you know, I just remember listening to it and and just wanting to to feel what they felt. Mm-hmm. Which is, and that's one thing that, you know, yeah, I was young then, but even now, like, to listen to a love song, like, it's, it, in order for it to, for me to say that it's good, it's like, I want to be able to feel what you're, what you are feeling in this song. So, that's what it was for them, like, uh, for me, uh, when, it, in regards to Jodeci, it was just like, they sang. You can help <laughs> <laughs> you could have got to the fast song. You, you know what I'm saying? You right. about to dance because you couldn't help like the vibration of their song and of their songs and their the words. It was just like it, it was it was awesome. Like um, what's his name? Um, not Devontae, but uh, um, um, Dalvin. Uh-huh. You know, Dalvin wrote the majority of those songs on there, and he he was an excellent writer. Right. Like. It, it was just amazing. I don't know. I it, it sometimes I can't put it into words how it how happy it made me feel. Even again at twelve, thirteen years old, I don't really know what love is, but I wanted to feel whatever that. What was they feeling? I was singing at the top of my lungs, like I was feeling it too. But wow. that's the type of music that it was. Mm-hmm. It made you feel, and that's what I loved about it. it, it I, I tell people all the time, like it's this era produced a lot of great feel good music and i mean and i don't mean that you know i I mean that literally and figuratively like you can just you can listen to this music and it takes you and puts you in a certain place uh and it's interesting listening to you talk about that because you were so much younger haven't you know i mean i'm assuming at seven in seventh grade you probably hadn't had your first you know real crush boyfriend slash i'm gonna you know love him for the rest of my life type guy um right right and, you know, me being this, you know, high school senior, soon to be college bound freshman, you know, I had experienced a few things. <laughs> right, okay. so, so this album, I, I, I totally agree with you. It, it, it resonated with me. 
uh, in a way that, um, you know, not really a lot of albums did. But I think at this particular time, what I was going through as far as the transitioning from high school to college and then also, you know, having been in relationships and, you know, <laughs> right, telling, right, telling girls I loved them when I really didn't. But uh, that's another story. But, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you were talking about um, the, their look. Like, mm-hmm. were, did you try to? Were you like dressing like them at no, that point? No, I didn't. Now, and and Autumn is making a great point. So for those of you who weren't around in 1991, you know uh, what I'm bringing up. You yeah, know what's about I to mean, come. You know what I'm. Okay, go they, ahead. Jodeci had this look, right? Um, and for those of you who weren't around in 1991, don't, don't feel bad because your parents just hadn't met yet. Um, so they had this look where it was, they would be, I guess, like if you, if you look at the forever, my lady video, right. They're Mm -hmm. in these long jackets and you know, they're, it's like a casual look, but then they got on these combat boots and then they got on these baseball caps. So it's like. It's like a mixture. If you're looking at them, it's kind of hard to describe what they look like. But as far as as far as style is concerned, but it was but a little bit of hip hop. Yeah, they definitely had their own. Exactly, they had their own style and everything. So, to answer your question, no, I did. <laughs> I didn't dress like that. I did want me one of those coats. I matter of fact, my mom got me a purple. I don't know why the hell I needed a purple coat. But she got me a purple coat like they had in the video. <laughs> so, Wait a minute, because your, your, uh, was it your aunt or your grandma got you a purple sweater or something at one point in time, did she? <laughs> my mom got me a purple turtleneck for Christmas, man. That's what it was, turtleneck. You never would have. She was probably still in a box somewhere back home. <laughs> but you mean, so you mean to tell me, so I, because we have to do this this part of their style, we have to do it justice. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me because you mentioned these combat boots, but we you can't we can't do it like that. They were Jodeci boots. I mean, if that's what you want to call them, <laughs> y'all didn't call them that. Well, that's what everybody we where I was from called. You, yeah, you know what's 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 cool is that you're from the Midwest, right? You're from Ohio. Yes. I'm from Ohio. Yep. And so I'm from South Carolina. So we just call them combat boots. So it's mm-hmm. interesting to hit. So, so how did how did how was it described to you guys, or how did how did you relate as far as with to their style as far as what you said? So, okay, for me, I was I was kind of kind of tomboyish. I could never really pull off the tomboy thing because I was just way too girly, I guess. But I still dress like the brat. Like I, I kind of dress okay, like the brat, okay. like I, and and a little with a little taste of like Aaliyah, and you know what I'm saying. It was kind of those type of. So these these Jodeci boots, like I needed everything. There were different colors, guys. Like I needed every single color. Like I needed the black. I needed the the purple. I needed the red. I needed the yellow. Now I needed all of them. I ain't get them all. Okay, okay. That was gonna be my next I, question. I had the black ones. I had some um, blue ones, and I had and I had um, some clear ones, which were just like why, like 
why. But I was going to ask <laughs> why. So, so me and my me and my best friend, me and my best friend Shantae, like we always, you know why? You know we had access because her people was like boosters. So it, it wasn't like we was paying. We had to pay full okay. price. Makes you know sense. what I'm saying? So you got the hook up. Yeah, right. We had to hook up. So, um, so yeah, but that, it was, uh, it was huge. So, you know, I, I kind of wore like baggy clothes, you know, stuff like that. So the, the Jodeci boots went perfect, you know what I'm saying? With, with the baggy clothes. And then there were guys who had them, but I just, for some reason, I feel like it was like more girls. I don't know. And then like, um, you know, at one point in time they had on, they had like all of their stuff was like overly big, but they had that big old like clear suit, kind of like the one, um, that picture of Marion or whoever that is, is going around. They got some clear suits on. I think Jodeci might've done that first because <laughs> I they remember did. them. Yeah. I remember them, um, doing that. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. Um, I think so. I think we we took to it pretty pretty big up there. Hmm. Wow that that is interesting. I want to say, from what I could recall, because again, like I said, when the album first came out, I was you know transitioning between high school and college, and even when I got to college, I don't remember anybody dressing like Jodeci, but I do remember guys having those boots, but never you know like you go to a party or something like that and people just dress like them, but it was, I guess, the best thing that I can just can I, that I can say for those who weren't around was that this style that Autumn is describing became very, very popular, and it also helped their popularity because not only were they singing, but at first glance, you really didn't know what to make of them because they kind of looked like they kind of looked hip hop, but they yeah. were but they were crooners. They were guys who were just going to sing. They weren't thugged out or anything like that. Once you got a chance to, you know, hear them in an interview or something like that, they were, you know, they just regular down home Southern boys, if you will. But yep. they were singers, but they didn't look like singers because all before leading up to this time, you know, record labels and, and executives made sure that, you know, the artists kind of looked like the music that they were doing. You know, so New Edition looked like New Edition. They looked like kids when yep. they as they matured, they, you know, they had them look like kids their age, if you, if you will. But I think that was one of the things that was key about Jodeci was that they didn't, they weren't from the street, but they look street and then they had a street, they had street appeal. Yep, they did. They, they had, they had street appeal and they had, um, sex appeal. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it just is what it is. Like they had, I I mean, I'm just, if you, if you, if you threw Jodeci on in the car. When you went to go pick, when you went to go pick your bay up, mm-hmm. and you had Jodeci on, you already knew Th- right. this is how you know. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like you already knew what the move, what what, what move was being set. Right. So, and, and another thing too about Jodeci, you know, sometimes you have groups who it seems like. It, it, there's just people in it. Like you have just maybe one really good singer and then the rest are just there because they needed a group. And Jodeci was not like that. And I know it's like so many people never really understood um, Mr. Dalvin's presence, but he had a, he definitely had a presence. You know what I'm saying? Like they all, all four of them played a very um, big part in that group. Like, I don't feel like, any of them could have been replaced 
No. You see what I'm saying? Like, uh, and which is probably why we've never seen, you know, they, I mean, they've, you know, broken up and gone their separate ways, got back together and all that stuff. But you've never seen a substitute in any one of their places because it just wouldn't make sense. No, not, not at all. And, and for those of you scoring at home, uh, Jodeci, and we, I probably should have mentioned this at the beginning, but Jodeci is a collection of two, bro- two sets of brothers. Uh, you yep. have uh, Casey and Jojo, who are brothers. And Dalvin and Devante, who are brothers, um, and they're they're from uh, Monroe, North Carolina, which is right outside of Charlotte. Uh, but you're right; they, I think, everybody did something. I think you know Devante did most of the writing for this album and most of the writing for Jodeci. Period. Uh, Dalvin, I, I, it was Dalvin. I thought Dalvin was the one that was writing, and and um, and Devante was the one that was like producing. No. Uh, Devonte did most of the writing and producing. Um, okay. Dalvin did. I think he did more the the production as far as musically, uh, with like some of the programming and stuff like that, with the drums and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever live. What they didn't use any live instruments, but I think he's credited with doing some, playing some instruments uh, on not only this album but their subsequent albums. Um, but he and he also handled the business side of Jodeci as well. And then, of course, yeah. Casey and Jojo were the, you know, the lead singers, if you will. So everybody had a role and everybody kind of played their role. And nobody, you know, really, um, I, at least from the outside looking in, it didn't look like there was a power struggle. Because you know how it is sometimes with groups, mm-hmm. there's a power struggle is to, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go solo. Or I can do my thing or whatever the case may be. But um but yeah, it was a cohesive unit, and and Jodeci, like I said, they, you know, seemingly came came out of nowhere in yeah. 1991, and uh, and and this this album was you know an incredible album. Um, as I mentioned in the intro, I mean, like this album comes out and it blows everybody away. Uh, it I want to say this album went triple platinum. Um, which in 1991 for a group, uh, R&B male group, was unheard of. Uh, the first single that they released was Forever My Lady, and that came out in August of 1991. So that was right around the time that you were getting ready to go to school. Um, yep. So, yeah, when I talk about the production, as I mentioned that, you know, most of the production, well, actually, the like I said, the what was written, you know, Devontae did all of that. Devante and a guy by the name of Albert Brown. And you guys may know him as Al B. Shore. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Devante actually is credited for writing all of the songs. Um, and they're produced. I think he produced all of them with. He produced. Uh, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six songs with Al B. Shore. Um, in fact, Al B. Shore helped uh, co-write. Um uh, Forever My Lady, and he wrote Forever My Lady for his then girlfriend at the time, Kim Porter, uh, the late Kim Porter, uh, who has a child with Albie Shore. And of course, she would go on to uh, have, I think she had a couple of kids with uh, Puff uh, oh, before yeah. she passed uh, passed away, uh, I think two years ago. Um, but nevertheless, this this album was, to say it was well-received is, is, is a... Uh, is, an understatement. Like I said, it went triple platinum. Um, everybody had it. <laughs> I mean, almost everybody I knew had it. Uh, and it was getting major airplay. So do you have any memories of like, uh, 
you know, it being played on the radio or maybe, you know, being played by your friends and, you know, what was, what was their reaction when, you know, when, the, when the music was being played? Well, I, I'm, I primarily remember, um, you know, because back then we could call into the radio and of course, request. Of course, <laughs> um, you know, we we always would call in and request. Um, you know, uh, forever, my lady, and and stay. And I, I know we gonna we we gonna get into the breakdown of the song mm-hmm. later, but I, I like when when coming come and talk to me came. I mean, it's just. <laughs> the excitement every single time. Like, even when you had the tape, okay? You had the tape. You've listened to the tape. I don't know how many times. But you get in the car, and one of these songs come on the radio, and you just can't contain yourself because it's such a great song. I, I just, this this whole CD or tape, this whole tape <laughs> was I mean, both A side and B side, because you know, mm-hmm. sure, back right. then we had three tracks. Right. So it, even the B side for got me. You know what I'm saying? So for me, in particular, I was just I was very, very, um, I don't know if I could maybe say engulfed in it. Like I loved this. That's why when you tweeted it or you said you were going to do this, I was like, oh no, you got to get me on that. <laughs> I've been listening to it all day. I'm hyped. I'm like, oh yeah, we about to break all of these down. Okay, yes, let's do this. So, but yeah, and I can remember um, because again, like I said, I was in seventh grade, but I used to go to. It's crazy because my my hometown had um, this place called. It was a couple of different places, uh, Jago's and Henry J, and they had a like teen night. Like like Henry J's was an actual like bar, but they had a teen night that you know if you were like thirteen and up you could go or whatever. So I can remember it being played there. You see what I'm saying? Like I can remember, yeah. Like it was just it was it was. I mean, I I, I probably should, again. I was young. I probably <laughs> should understood or felt anything, but I did, and it stuck with me all these years because I have the almost exact you know feelings and reactions to it now it's probably even better now you know because i understand it you know what i'm saying so oh no doubt no doubt it it, is and it's funny just to hear you you know speak with such clarity about this and i just kind of have to remind myself that yeah you probably (laughs) were too young to be and it's not like it's graphic because (laughs) And we'll get into right. it, you know, when we break down the tracks. But it's not like it's graphic, but it's just like, you know, hearing people sing about, you know, love and uh, having babies and, you know, sex or whatever the case may be. I would think that the subject matter would be flying over your head, but you seem to be pretty in tune with it, though. I was, but, but too, also, I, again, I've carried this music mm-hmm. along with yes, me. Yes. So I, I can remember... You know, at my early 20s, listening to it. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, I can remember my early 20s and feeling these feelings. You know, I mean, Because it's timeless music for me. It is. You know? So, I I, I knew, I, I already, in my early 20s, I had music that I could re- basically relate any situation to. 
and I, I, you know, had that stuff in my collection. So when it was time for me to listen to Jodeci, it was time for me to listen to Jodeci. So that's probably, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of like where the clarity for me came from. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because, like I said, you know, seventh grade, yeah, you, you know, puppy love, of course, you're, you, you're, you're feeling the song some type of way, but it's probably not the way that it was intended for you to feel. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just, it's all going over your head. So, but yeah, I, Again, like today, I feel some type of way mm-hmm. about this whole CD. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I mean, I it, it, keep, like you said, it's, it's timeless. It's, it is it's timeless. It, it is. It is a great, great. It, it represents a great period of time, and it was, uh, like I said, just a, an incredible album. Um, I tell you what, that's a perfect place. Uh, we could take a quick commercial break. We'll hear from Jodeci, and on the other side of the break. We're going to break it down. I'm going to pick Autumn's brain. We'll talk about some of the tracks, uh, maybe some tracks that she really, really loved. Uh, maybe some tracks she didn't like or whatever the case may be. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll just kind of get into it and, and, like I said, and just break it down. So sit tight. We'll be back in just a second. Devontae, I heard that you had worked with I'll Be Sure on producing or something like that. Uh, yes, I did like a couple of songs on this album. You know, he did some stuff on our album as well. You know, I'm working with him now, so, you know, he's a good friend. Yeah, okay, and um, I also want to know, um, what was the inspiration for Favor My Lady? Uh, <laughs> we love ladies, and we think, you know, let me get on that. Okay, um, a lot of groups, you know, they write about making love, but they never write about having a baby and taking care of a baby. You know, we love ladies so much that we just, you know, we think we ought to take care of them, you know. And, you know, we have mothers, and, you know, we see all this stuff happening. So we just touched on that, you know, because another group has done that, so... Good answer. I like that. And just like that, we are back. Once again, it's your boy, 12 Kyle. This is the 12 Kyle Podcast. And we're talking about Jodeci's debut album, Forever My Lady. I got my girl Autumn the Aries on. Um, as I mentioned before the break, you know, we're going to talk about the tracks, uh, you know, talk about what we like, what we didn't like, whatever the case was. Um so let's start right there. Track number one. But hold on real quick. Go one, one second. So this summer, so you know that I, I, you know, run now. I'm like this runner or whatever. So I run several of my runs. I just have to let uh, make sure people understand how much I love this album. Several of my runs, several, I have listened to this CD or I keep saying CD. This project, <laughs> whatever you want to call good. it, it's an album. Um, yeah, this album during my run. Mm. That's how much I like it. I just had to get that off my chest. Oh no, no, but that you know that, <laughs> but that speaks to you know how music resonates, and I think you know sometimes people kind of forget how music really resonates with us. When it resonates with you, and, and there's a connection, it stays with you. Like you don't, yep. you know, you don't. You don't ever stop listening to, you know, whatever the case, whatever the song is or whatever the album is that, you know, means something to you. It's particularly if it's good. And, you know, as right. I mentioned at the top, like, you know, so much so much good music came out during this era. You know, it's hard to say, OK, well, hey, these are these were my these were my formative years. 
and I'm just going to bypass the music that came out that time. No, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> nope. That music, nope. that music tends to grow with us and 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 grow as we grow. So uh, I feel you. No, you 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 should be listening to this album. I still listen to it a lot uh, because it's a it's like I said, it's a really really dope album. Um, so yeah, we can start right there with track one. Um, stay. Uh, mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, written by, uh, produced by Albie Shore and Devontae Swing. Um, they did a video for it. This was actually the third song to be released on the album. Um, what, what, what did you think about Stay? When the when the video yeah, you, came, you know what's hype when people st- when they sigh before they start talking. <laughs> oh man, the video came on, and it was Devontae right there, right then and there. They didn't give you no chance to get your footing or nothing. It was just Devontae come on there talking. It's just like, and then they just come in with that whole harmony when they say "stay" right then and there. Right. It, I mean, it it was just so perfect. It was so freaking perfect. Like, who's leaving? Right. <laughs> who, who, who's leaving after that song? Even if you're not them singing it. Right. Like, if you you play that, you messed up and you play that song, nobody's leaving. Period. This is true. You can't go. So, you gotta stay. You have to. And, and, and Casey and JoJo, but, but Casey mainly, I mean, he told the story. Mm. Uh, every note that he sang, like he 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 sang. He wasn't a singer. He mm-hmm. sang. sang. So <laughs> I mean, you felt every single word all the way through the end, which for most of their songs they have that ending that just keeps going Mm -hmm. like it the song could literally keep going it's like they cut them off because they're still really 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 singing right Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes yes i mean to the very last second of the song yes it's like they pulled the plug like (laughs) yeah i'm like okay we gotta cut this off (laughs) so yes they was the bomb i mean it was the the video was well put together. Um, I think that was that wasn't on the desert then too, were they? Um, no, that was uh, that was the other. I think that was that was come and talk to me. Oh, or maybe it was forever, my lady. I don't know. I think it was forever, my lady. But either way it goes, it was good. Yeah, I I concur with everything that you just said. I think um, if you if you listen to the podcast, like. I, I this song is like one of my favorite songs and this song has you know ended up on every slow jams get the draws tape that I've ever made um <laughs> I've seen you <laughs> I mean because again it, it's it, it says the mood you got to stay you like you said after you after you listen to this who's going anywhere nobody um, I do remember um one of the and like and you you kind of took me back a little earlier with the uh when you could call into the radio station and dedicate a song um mm-hmm. i do remember somebody calling into the radio station 
and dedicating. And it's weird because they called in and they dedicated this song to me. But I didn't <laughs> hear the name. Oh. And so to this day, I don't know who did it. <laughs> wow. And I know wow, it was me that... because there weren't many Kyles in my hometown. So, <laughs> right. Um, and not no black Kyles for, for that. But there, pro- there probably wasn't no black Kyles in my hometown but me. So, um, and that was like, what, summer? I think summer 91, something like, somewhere like that. So, yeah, it was, um, but not nah, seriously, this is, this song is everything. Um, like I said, it, it's, it's my favorite song on the album. Uh, it's a song that, like, you know, when you listen to it, you you almost just have to kind of just stop and just stop what you're doing and just kind of take it in. And um, yeah, I, I still love it to this day, man. It, it, it'll always be my jam on this album. Um, but yeah, you, that's, your, that's your favorite song on the album. Yes. Hands down. Not even close. Favorite song on the album. So and I mean, it get right to it. Don't talk. Just listen. <laughs> I mean, it didn't get any better than that. That's how they start the album off. Don't talk. Just he listen. Start, he started it and then started with that apology. It's just like, <laughs> sorry, I left you. Left you crying. I mean, come on. Come on. Come on, man. What, what are we doing here? That boy said, since you've been gone, I've been all alone. Right. Like, okay. So, okay. I mean, so, you know, you you got her right there. <laughs> there, like the first. 25 seconds of the right. song you, you, you had me you had me okay he said don't talk just listen then you get the you know you get that part and he's talking but when they say stay when they come yeah, with that harmony, with harmony. Right, got me, right, right. we ain't even got to the song exactly. i'm already there exactly you and you ain't going nowhere <laughs> and, and i'm probably butt naked so right. that's it <laughs> it is what it is right, right there like right, right. What, what else are we doing right like I said, that, and that, and thus the reason why it ended up in, on every slow jams get the draw take. Um, <laughs> track two, uh, come <laughs> and talk to me. Um, yeah, again, produced by uh, Devonte Swing, and I'll be sure. Um, man, what the remix? Okay, the Be- remix. Okay, before okay, but I'm gonna do you like I did eclectic. You going with the original or the remix? I'm going with the remix. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going with the remix, and I typically do not, but I, I'm going with the so remix on this cold. one. The remix is so cold. It is so so. It's cold. so cold. It's <laughs> so cold. Um, I mean, you have to. I, who I don't. Do you know anybody that would pick the original? And don't and, get me wrong, the, the original, original is dope. Is dope. <laughs> Right, <laughs> right. So yeah, it, it's uh, yeah. No, nah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I got to go with the remix. Um, come and talk to me, man. This this song was also released. Um, this was actually the fourth single that was released. It was released after Stay. Um, I, I don't even know where to really to start, man. It, oh KC my goodness, was killing it. I mean, he killed it. He killed it. And even with even the whole change in melody of the song and um, Devontae on the, I think that might've been Devontae on the piano. Like, I, I just like, who did it? Who, who put this together? It was a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It was a masterpiece. Yeah, I agree. It, it and, and it's one of those songs that it's a mood changer. Like, 
Yes. It doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing. And, you know, this was a, this is what a ballad sound. These, I mean, I, I really, I guess you really say it for all of these songs on here, but this is what ballads sounded like in the 90s, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and think back to a time when you were in the club and it dropped. Mm. Uh, DJ put that on it because that's when we play slow songs. Right. You, were, yeah, yeah. You, you could get away with playing a slow song in the club because it was your, ten, your chance to slow drag. And I remember uh, graduating from high school and went to this, um, they used to have these parties down at one of this school or whatever. I can't even really remember. But I, what I do remember is them, I remember them playing the Come and Talk to Me remix at that party. Because, again, it was, we we played slow music back then. You had at least three or four slow songs before the mm-hmm. fast song. Talk to them. Back <laughs> Talk to them. <laughs> so just... The mood, like you said, it was a total mood changer. Like you literally could have been listening to Luke, and then you know, and the two live crew, and then you know what I'm saying. They dropped Jodeci, and it was still, it was still the jam then, and that was years later for me. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I agree a thousand percent. Um, so yeah, again dope ass ballad so you go so i'm just setting the stage here for those of you listening the first two songs dope ballads then they come with the aforementioned forever my lady track three uh like i said it was produced and written by uh Devontae swing and i'll be sure so this was the first sync well actually this is the the second single, it says here that the first single that was released was Gotta Love, but I'll be honest, I don't remember Gotta Love being released as a single. Uh, I don't either. And it says here that it was released in February of 1991, so that means it would have come out a few months before the album. I don't remember that. Yes, <laughs> I don't remember, <laughs> I I don't, I don't remember them. I don't re- even remember seeing, you know, seeing them perform it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't remember Gotta Love until I actually had the, the album. Same here, so. same here, Autumn. Same here. So yeah, Forever My Lady comes out. The video comes out. They're crushing it. They're killing it. I mean, this is the jam everywhere. It's it's on BET. uh, It's on black radio. Um, And again, they come out the gate. Yes. So you're having my baby. (laughs) I am. You're right. You're absolutely right. I am. And, and and trust me, that, that says a lot for a guy to say that. And he's cool with it. So you're having my baby. And it means so much to me. It's so much. <laughs> so much. There's I mean nothing more precious than to raise a family. And and again, you have KC. See, and Jojo too. I I'm not trying to discredit. No, but KC did kill it though. But KC was yeah. You, if he wasn't in love on every single love song that Jodeci had, I he's a very good uh, performer because mm-hmm. I you had to feel it when when Casey started to sing. Yes, yes. had to. Yes, he he, like you said, and I think one thing that really stands out in this in, in listening to this album as far as you know, both he and 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 JoJo. You can hear their uh, 
I guess their history as far as in their voices, you can tell that they grew up singing in the church because they yeah. sound like it. They sound like, like I said, Southern boys who grew up singing in the church. And um, if I'm not mistaken, their their parents were like maybe one of their parents was a pastor or something like that. If I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, so again, they come with stay, come and talk to me forever, my lady. Then track four, they hit you with another ballad. I'm still okay. waiting. And we're going to stop there. Go we're going to stop there. Because this, <laughs> I, I have I have a um, playlist on, on Spotify called Repeat Worthy. Mm. This, this is my favorite song from this album. This is my favorite song from this album. I mean, the way... He it again. It's another begging song. He begging again. Okay, because that's what they did back then. Um, and it's just like he is. He can't wait any longer. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he cannot. It's it. It brings this song brings me to tears. If I haven't heard it in you know. A couple of months when I do hear it, it literally breaks me down because he feel it's like Aww. he feels so I know I'm so, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so whack I'm so whack for that but it, it just it literally is what it is and I don't know if I've if I've ever felt that way or if anybody has ever felt that way about me but it damn sure feels like it because when he sing I mean I don't know this it's it, it's my favorite. It is my favorite off of this album. Okay. I can literally, I know I've said that like 25 times. Like I could put it on repeat and it tonight and wake up and still be singing it. Seriously. Mm, wow. <laughs> I, you know, I, I tried to, I was thinking in my head, like kind of guessing as to what might be your favorite song. I didn't guess this. I was guessing forever. My lady, but okay. I'm still waiting. This song is so dope. <laughs> For you to come back to home to fulfill this life. Yes. <laughs> Look, I am still waiting. I'm not giving up. Okay, I know you might have needed your space. I messed up again. So I understand. But this time, I, I am. I'm. I'm just gonna wait here. I've been waiting too long, but I'm still waiting. And he sang the hell out of that song. He killed it. Oh my God, he killed it! And what my favorite part when he says, uh, "So let's start all over and put the past behind." Yeah, I mean, like if you've been in relationships or you, whatever the case may be, you know, whether or not it was your man or your girl or whoever, you know, when you've had that, when you messed it up, or maybe if they messed it up and you just want to try it again, you. This song is perfect. Right. And I think, you know, what he was mm -hmm. conveying and what he was singing was just like it hit home for a lot of people. So I know mm -hmm. like mad people who did, like you said, this was their favorite song because it resonates and, and there's a connection there. So I totally get it. And what I one thing that I also loved about them, um, and I think they kind of kept this uh, sort of I don't know if you want to call it a cadence or not, but. In the very beginning of the song, and th I think this is what really makes these songs. In the very beginning of the song, he's very calm. Like, have you ever noticed that? Mm -hmm. He's very, very mm -hmm. calm. 
that first time when he starts to say, when he start uh, starts with the course, I'm just waiting for you to come back to love. It's almost just like I'm speaking it. Very, mm-hmm. very calm. And as the song goes on, because he's feeling this, like it's, yes. it's like a spirit. And he's feeling it. And it just escalates. And it just, it, it just goes up and up. And it not only is it going up and up and up, but it gets better. Mm-hmm. It, it, it does. And it's like you feel his heart. <laughs> People don't sing like this no more. No, they don't. No, not sing like this anymore. It's, it's about, I, I want to get you in bed and, and do dirty things to you. <laughs> and, and crack. Like, all of that. You put all that in there. Like, oh, my it's, it's, they, it. They just, even the people that have voices, it, it, it just doesn't compare to this. This really moved you. It, it just, you know, like you said, if it was relatable, like if you could relate to it, oh man. And you know what, you know what, what, what I, I really love too is the, the chick speaking Spanish on the beginning. I, I still, yeah. to this day, I don't know what the hell she said, but it sounds don't dope know what the hell <laughs> And you know, I don't even know if it's Spanish. It might be French for all I know. I don't, I don't no, know. that's on that's on you and I. That's on you and I. Okay, 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 okay. I'm yeah, yeah. Get <laughs> you and I, but um, I get it. Yep. I'm a track So, next track, you and I. Um, mm-hmm. like I said, she comes in speaking whatever that is she's speaking, and that's and again, to your point, you know, it starts off very slow, and it's, mm-hmm. I guess. And you know it's funny. I never really paid attention till you just till you just said it. But maybe it's maybe they did that on purpose to kind of start off conversational, and then as he starts to sing more and more, you get more emotion coming out. So he's mm-hmm. he's vocally louder, not really louder, but he's louder as far as you know trying to convey what he's feeling. But yeah. um, a lot I, more passion. Yeah, you and I, another banger. Oh my gosh. Another banger. This song goes so hard. It goes how so many, hard. How many albums can you say that you know of that the first five tracks are 100% solid? None. And, th- and that was what was weird about the. I don't, and I don't mean weird in a, in a, in a, in a negative way, but that's what was different and interesting about this album is because like you said, the first five songs are all ballads and I'm sure back in the seventies or maybe in the eighties, there were albums that were set up like this, but as Autumn mentioned earlier, we got this on a tape, right? So there's an A side and then there's a B side. (laughs) So the A side was all ballads. The B side was all up tempo songs. So I personally, I had never seen any, seen or heard anything like that. And this album is so cold that even when you get to the B side, you're like, okay, okay, I'm feeling this. Like, it wasn't like you were like, okay, I'm going to spend all day on the, on the A side. It, you really wanted to sit and listen and, and let this album sit with you um, that yeah. whole time. But this was phenomenal given the fact that they put five ballads and for the most part, all of these ballads at one point in time or another were on the charts. Crazy. Yep. Crazy. Yep. Um, Crazy. And you said, yes, you could literally, you're, you're going to sit. It's like 
the first five are so good, it, you coast right into the the up tempo stuff, and and not only is it up tempo, it's happy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's, feel good. it's happy music, happy feel good music. So it was very easy to you know if you was fancy and you had that that uh, tape recorder that automatically, <laughs> automatically <played>. flipped. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? If you if you was rich, I wasn't, I wasn't fancy. And you, had the, you had the component set that did it. You know what I'm saying? So then you it was easy to do. It was very very easy to do. Also, you know, it took a lot to not a lot, but it took a little time to rewind the tape. So yes. you know, you just gonna right. turn yes. it over. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Point taken. You but had to yes. just flip it over and just listen, and it, it was worth yep. the listen on the other side. It was um, so then we go to track six, which is interlude five five three nasty, um, which actually fire too. Yeah, oh no question, no, it's, it's only it's only a minute and forty seven seconds, but it's a dope interlude. Um, yep. And then you get into the first jam of side of the B side, uh, my phone track seven. My phone doesn't ring anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if, if that ain't something in the 90s, I don't know what is. When you say my phone right. don't ring anymore. My phone do not ring anymore. And it was a, it was a nice little uh, tempo, you I know, a little bop. Really you pop your head, too. I yeah. really liked it. I really liked it. That, that song still, um, like I said, I thought it was a really, really good start for the for the B-side. Um, yeah. I found it, again, it's interesting that they didn't release any of these uh, faster songs as far as you know singles, but they didn't necessarily have to because by the time, um, by the time they hit you with the, with the with the five on the front right. side, you know, you didn't need any more Jodeci. You We all we everybody had it. So and um, notice, you know, back then, uh, and and it's true with this this um, album too. The singles came out so far in between each other like you're still listening mm-hmm. in 1991 it came out in 1991 but in 1992 it's almost like it's brand new all over again because mm-hmm. they're still releasing singles yep so you know it was it was it was easy to carry, carry with you like at a, at that time that's why it seemed like music lasts way longer <laughs> back then yeah because we allowed it to i mean to your point <laughs> stay was released uh in december of 1991 and then Come and Talk to Me was released in March of 1992. And this mm-hmm. album dropped in May. So, yeah, exactly. So this album dropped in May of 1991. So it's almost been a year. And then I'm yep. Still Waiting is is uh, released as a single in August of 1992. So it, it had already been a full year. And when yep. you're dropping your, your uh, you know, you're, you're, you're still dropping singles and being released to radio and everything. So it was... Uh, that that speaks volumes as to you know the longevity of the album and and just why it it resonates with so many people. Um, okay. Then you go to track eight, "Gotta Love," uh, which was actually written by Devonte and uh, KC, uh, produced by uh, Devonte Swing. Um, again, I thought KC killed it. <laughs> he did. He did. He most definitely oh did. Even God. that's funny. Even on the fast songs, like he just, he yeah, he killed it. Yeah, he he doesn't sign. He, both he and JoJo, but Casey Moore in particular. I, 
it doesn't really matter if he's on a fast track or a slow track. He's going to give you something. Yeah. And, you know, it again, it goes back to something you said a little earlier. There's a difference between singers and singers. And he can sing. <laughs> right. And, and even with um, songs like Gotta Love, it was kind of like that New Jack swing mm-hmm. type of song mm-hmm. so we and we danced to like i remember it coming out as a single but i do remember like having a quote-unquote step to it you know what i'm saying we had a dance step to it mm-hmm. so because most of the new jack um songs you know we we really really danced to like not dance with each other but like dance as a group you know learn the whole routine mm-hmm. and you know the block party or whatever and set it off so this was one of those songs like gotta love was one of those songs that you know it was it was fun it was entertaining um i i I sit here and think i was thinking earlier too like (laughs) how many times you listen to like these these albums and you you think you know the the whole song but you really don't know the whole song you're singing like wait a minute what do they say right there like i've been such all these years or you ain't been saying nothing and you realize like i was going through that listening to this earlier so yeah it's like but but it was it was it was a fun up-tempo song and we had those back then and they weren't you know we didn't skip those songs i know like a lot of people talk about skips and stuff now on, on albums but like especially for this album we didn't really skip that stuff because we liked the up tempo and we like to dance to it so and then we had tapes too so you know you really weren't going like you said unless you had unless you were rich (laughs) and you wanted to just waste your time just rewinding staying on side a um right probably we're going to play the whole tape and i think back then music came out in such volumes to where and and such great quality to the where you didn't mind or, or I don't want to say all but a lot of the majority of the albums that came out back then they were so good that you know even if there were even if you flipped to the b-side and maybe there were a couple of songs that you really didn't rock with they were good enough for you to sit through and listen either way yeah you know, they might not have been your favorite but it's still like like you said still a little bop still something for you to jam to and you still could appreciate it and um, right I think that's <laughs> you know hugely different between you know then and now um but, but did you have a um, repeat tape though? Did you have a, a a tape that you had one song on there that you just recorded over and over? <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, one of my boys he 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 did. He had um he had a joint. He had a tape with just stay on it, and that was no, it. I can believe that. I can believe it. it. And um, he told me about it, and I was like, "Where?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I just he's like I just want to have that stay was on." If the tape was sixty minutes, he had sixty minutes of just stay. That was it. Right. Yeah. And people so, did that all the time. Uh, yeah, and I, you took me back with that because people used to do that. I never did it uh, just because I value my tape space. So I figured, you know, I knew I could get so many songs on on a particular side of a tape. But um, but yeah, it was, and people would do that for this particular album, you know, particular songs off this album. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've had. I don't think I have one of those either. But I remember like a friend having one. Because so. mm-hmm. when he, when my boy told me he did it, I was like, "Why?" <laughs> he was like, "Hey, man, like, how much time did? It, I mean, it literally took you know over an hour to do if it was exactly. a sixty-minute Memorex exactly. or whatever." Shout out to the Memorex. <laughs> Even when you shout out to Memorex and shout out to that number two pencil. Yes, like, yes. 
gotta have it. You gotta have it. So um, then we go to track nine, Plaything. Another good up tempo joint. I mean, it. They didn't. They didn't miss a beat with this. They. I don't think they. I don't think Man. they missed a beat at all. At all. <laughs> at all. Like at all. It was perfect. It was perfect to me. Yeah, I, I think I think it really really fit into what they were doing. Um, then you go to track ten. It's all right. Uh, another one that you mentioned. These up tempo joints. They still. Even though they're singing on it, it still has a new jack swing kind of feel. Um, that was new jack swingish. That's what it was. Yep, it was really, really new jack swing. A very, you know, a uh, lot of synthesizers, a lot of keyboards, yep. and um, but again, even in the music part of it, you're still not losing that Jodeci sound. So I thought that was really, really dope. Yep, you could definitely turn it on and know that it was them. Oh, no question, no question, yep. no question. Um, and then we go to track 11, uh, treat you right, which is, you know, kind of like a, uh, a little play on treat her like she want to be treated, uh, yep. from father MC. So it, you know, it's kind of like, uh, an ode to that song or whatever. It would have been dope if they'd have father MC on it, but you know, yeah. it, it really would have been, and it is kind of surprising that he wasn't, that he didn't make an appearance. I don't think on any of their stuff. Nah. Not, not that I can remember. Not that I can remember. And I mean, that's that's like I said, that's the first place where I heard them on his joint. Uh, and then yeah. the album concludes with track twelve, "Times We Share." Now, this is my favorite up tempo joint on side B. Mine too. Mine too. <laughs> I, this is what I listened to right before, uh, right before we had the call. I had this on repeat. This yes, is definitely. It is joint. such a happy feel good like oh my god and and again kc bodied it it's just like i just don't i don't know how he did it i don't know how he was so perfect in delivering that's what it is delivering the message Mm -hmm. you know delivering the the way that the song was written he was so perfect at that i I don't know how he did it i i don't i don't either i don't either this was the, the perfect ending to the, you know, to the B side, and I, I thought it was just, like you said, Casey killed it. He he killed it all the way. I mean, like it was, it wasn't nothing. And really, one of the things that I love about this album is that even though it ends, and even as if, as you listen to times we share go off, you still kind of want more, and you know yes. that that's it, but <laughs> but you still want more of the album. Yeah. I mean, still. I mean, all the way through the last fifteen seconds of the song, mm-hmm. he's singing. You don't want it to stop. It's like you're at a concert, and it's like you just don't want it to end. Nope. That's how good I feel. Like when, I, like I said, I had it on repeat. So for at least two times, I had to get up and dance to it. <laughs> That's how much I love. I love this song. Yes. Yes. I agree. If it. I, I, you know, and I was trying to think of like an order, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm, I'm so bad. Let me tell you, I'm so bad at, this is why I have never done like the, a music podcast or anything yet because I, 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 but I get so conflicted and I get a little bit of anxiety when I'm trying to, you know, uh, like put something in order. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? So like top five songs, like I, I'm trying, like yeah, my top five songs. Yeah, so my my top five songs on here wouldn't be even though one through five was like super solid. My top five on here, I don't think I would have you and I. I would I would exchange that for times we share, and I would move around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like I, because it is one of my favorite songs on this album. I, I can just listen to it over and over. Yes, but I, yes. I, I really hope I, I'm really. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't really taken a good listen at this album, just do it. Just yes. if you still can't get podcast, but yeah, definitely listen to that. Right, right. <laughs> podcast. I mean, if, if you if you can't if you can't rock with it, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't. Close. Seriously, you you don't. I mean, like this, and, and you don't necessarily have to have been alive in 1991 or subsequently after that to enjoy this album i mean like right. you know I, I hear people you know younger folks thundercats sometimes say well oh, yeah i just i just can't listen to that sound it just doesn't appeal to me and I, I i understand it i don't necessarily agree with it but i mean i wasn't around in the 60s but i could still rock the oldest red you know i mean okay. it is music is music so um but yeah this album uh like i said incredible 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 uh is there any song on here that you don't like? I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but is there any song here that you don't like? No, no, there, there's not. I, I, I like every single song on here. Um, again, of course, uh, some more than others, but I, I'm going to let it play. Like even, you know, I don't have to hit hit the actual button to fast forward anymore or rewind anymore, but I, I let it play again. Like I said, I, I run. I, I've run to this. How long? How long is this album? Like an hour? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Running time I've, is right at an hour. Yeah, so I've I've put in a good five miles to this, and and have been. It it helped me, you know, because mm-hmm. you know sometimes you need something. So sometimes I listen to podcasts. Sometimes I listen to music, and like I don't even know why I was in a Jodeci mood, but I was like, I'm about to listen to this forever my life. <laughs> that it was going to get me through my run, and it did. I did not have to. I, I even kind of remember like the, where I was with some of the songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. you know, like I can remember like kind of where I was. So yeah, and and I'll do it again. You know, I'll do it again. I, I, I know there's not any that I just don't like. Okay, okay. That's, so, that's very rare, rare for me. So I got it. So I gotta ask. Give me your top three songs on this album. Oh man. Put them in order. Okay, so you I, know I, number I, one. But you know, let me. Let me I'll, I'll go. I'll give you time to think about it. I'll, I'll give you mine. Um, okay, go ahead. Let's see. Probably coming in at number three. I mean, it's. No secret, it's all ballads. Um, <laughs> probably coming in at number three is I'm gonna go. I'm still waiting. Uh, at three, I'll go. You and I at two, and stay at one. Hmm. I'm gonna go. This is so hard. I know, right? <laughs> That's why I asked. I'm going to go times we share number three. Okay. Wow. Impressive. 
Well, those times we share number three, which is why this is so hard. Of course. Um, because you know I'm still waiting as number one. Yes. So it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's definitely, can I have a tie? No, you got to gotta do three. There's no such thing as ties on the 12 Kyle <laughs> podcast. We don't believe in that shit. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, I have to go with Fever, my lady. Mm, good call. Good call. Good call. I, I, it, it's, a, it, it's, it's really a tie between that and stay. But if I had to pick one or the other, I'm going to have to pick Fever, my lady. Okay. Okay. And um, stay is my jam. Like, oh, no doubt. No doubt. Same here. Same here. Um, before we get out of here, I, I got to, uh, you know, I guess, you know, let's get some final thoughts on on this album. I think um, I really don't really know what else more to say, uh, you know, to those of you listening. If you haven't heard this album, please check it out. It, it is it is definitely worth it. If if you listen and you don't like it, you know, uh, hit me up and tell me why, because I, I, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you can listen to it and not like it. Um, but I just want people to understand, like, this album, it resonates with people. And obviously, you see it, it resonates with me and Autumn. Um, because it it's, as I mentioned earlier, it's feel-good music. It's good music. And it's music that, you know, whatever you're going through, Autumn mentioned, you know, playing it while she's running. Um you can play when you work out. You can play when you're chilling in your car. You can play when you're about to go to sleep. You can play when you have someone over, you know, kicking it, you know, winding down, whatever the case may be. It's it's a, it's a great album. I, I implore anyone listening to check it out. Uh, what, what about you, Autumn? Any um any uh, final thoughts on it? That, I mean, we, we've said it, and I've I said so. it <laughs> 37 <laughs> times already. Like, this, it, it just... Again, in any time that you can listen to an album from, you know, back when or whenever, let's, let's just say 10 plus years ago, 15 mm-hmm. years ago, and you can, you can remember where you were. Yes. You can remember, just like we sat here and talked through the whole entire scene for us, all the way down to the clothing, you know, to the reasons we played it. Uh, Any time that it's going, it's going to to stick with you, and that for you is a great album. And mm-hmm. and I know that a lot of us don't see eye to eye on music. Of course, it's, <laughs> you know it's, it's subjective. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and which is fine, which which is one hundred percent okay. Um, I'm judging you if you don't like this, though. I'm just. <laughs> Let me just put that out there. There's judgment. Um, and and I, I was going to say you'll get a pass if you were, like, born at, at a certain time. But you don't even get a pass. Like, I I can't. I can't even give you a pass. Um, so, yes, I'm judging you. But that, that really is, <clears throat> excuse me, my final thought. It's just, it was such a great body of music. Mm-hmm. Like, collectively, it was... You don't even get albums now that have five strong hits like preach, that, like preach. like hits. Not, and I'm not just saying like, oh, we just like you know, me and you could have sat here and listened to this this album, and we loved the whole album, but it wasn't hit for everybody mm-hmm. else. 
this at least five at the very least five of the 12 tracks were hit yeah big hands down so and you don't you don't get that anymore you just don't and i don't want i don't really care about the whole you know oh it's because you know streaming and all (laughs) i don't really i mean i know that numbers matter and, and all that good stuff but you knew people talked about this People talked about this this, this music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This it was a it was a conversation. If y'all went to the arcade or the bowling alley or wherever after school, cheerleading practice, whatever, you talked about this album. So it was it was just it, was, it just seemed so perfect. It was it was perfect to me. Yeah, I, I agree. And it, it's. I think this podcast is a testament as to you know, how it, it resonates with not just us two as, as particular as fans, but just resonates with people in general. I mean, you know, broke it down as far as how they were still releasing songs a year later. It says a lot in a time. I mean, I, I mean, I can't compare it to today, but, you know, look back to you know, almost 30 years ago. Songs to resonate, and this, this group still it, it, I think it always will because it just represents uh, just a great level of music. And again, they're singing about it. It ain't just no regular typical BS. It's just got some meaning behind it. And if you've been through some things, probably. Yep. yep. <laughs> now, I, and I'm honestly like, I'm waiting on a biopic. Like, can we get a, can we get a Joe to see? Boys kind of struggled a little bit. They did. They did. I feel like it could be something. It doesn't have to be. You know, if they come anywhere, they're going to come here. So, you know, I'll be tweeting. Like, we going to see Joe to see. Let's go. All right, so um, I am, like you said, Autumn the Aries, uh, and you can catch my podcast. I'm doing a lot better at being consistent and, and dropping them on Fridays. They drop at, uh, on Fridays at midnight. You can find it on all social media or social media on all podcast platforms including iHeartRadio, Spotify, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Autumn the Airy. So Autumn like fall. <laughs> the the Aries <laughs> on um 
right on Twitter and Instagram. And um, I do have a like a page on Facebook, uh, and it's at Lit L I T Life L I S E podcast. Uh, I do also have a YouTube channel, and that's at Autumn the Aries as well. And I have a website www.autumnthearies.com and my email is autumnthearies at gmail. So it's all the same. And, and she's <laughs> you got a book. And she's got a TV show. She's everywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm everywhere. So yeah. Um, yeah, feel free to uh, hit me up. I'm always looking to, to talk to people. I can't wait for you guys to hear this so we can see what the feedback is going to be right. and, and how you guys feel about Jodeci Forever My Lady and if I'm going to have to block you or not. So <laughs> I'm, 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 excited. <laughs> I'm excited about that. <laughs> you know, people who listen to this podcast, they know if we're talking music that, you know, we, it's, it's something dope. We, we ain't talking about no wax shit. That's for sure. I'm just, I'm just sure. anyway. But I gotta... So, Oh, been man. awesome like i'm so glad you oh, had me well, on I'm here gl- i'm glad you hit me up because we we have been talking about collaborating and doing something uh and and so this this was perfect for me because this right up my alley you know anytime i as you guys know i love to talk music but when when you get a chance to talk about because uh, i had planned it i knew i was going to do this podcast but you know it until you had said something to me about it, I was like, shit, I can do it by myself because <laughs> it didn't matter to me one way or the other. This podcast is going to get done, but I definitely want to thank you for coming on and I appreciate it. Uh, as I mentioned, and again, I'm not listening one of my favorite podcasts, uh, the Lit Life Podcast. Um, and uh, like I said, she Autumn hasn't been doing this long, but she sounds like she has and she has a lot of fun. And, I, and you get something out of it. And I, and I think ultimately, I think, uh, and I think I speak for Autumn when I say this as podcasters, we, that's what we want people to do. We want people to get something from whatever it is that we're talking about. Even if you're talking about, you know, a, 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 a frog on the ground, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever you're talking about, you, you want the people, that, you know, to feel like they're getting something from it. So we definitely feel like you can get something from this podcast. Again, if you haven't listened to Forever My Lady, the album, uh, go check it out if you haven't heard it in a while go check it out as well and um you know let us know what you think so uh yeah, let's know what your favorite uh track is we, we want to know what your favorite track is on this album oh yeah yeah definitely by all means let us know what your favorite track is on the album because that's very important um so that's gonna do it for us so for my girl art aries i'm your boy 12 kyle we'll catch you guys on the next go round five g's